Hello and welcome to Bluebells Forever, a podcast with interviews of Bluebell dancers past and present. Join Sherry Lewis, a Bluebell herself, as she leads us on a journey through story and experience. And now here's Sherry. So I get to have Lynn Collins D'Souza. So you people knew you as Lynn Collins back in the days. And now your married name is D'Souza. So Liz, Elizabeth Thompson told me I should reach out to you because I went to visit her when I was in Reno and she had just come back from staying with you in England. And that's what you were saying. It's amazing how this Bluebell family is all over the world. And if you're traveling, you, you could meet up with people that you maybe, you know, we had that short amount of time that we were professionals, but it, it feels Mm -hmm. like it was so much broader because there was so much that happened in those years. Yeah. That definitely is, yes. So, yes, Elizabeth came to me in London and we got together because I first met her in um, Hong Kong. So um, that was how she, we've just stayed in touch over the years, which is good. But I was with Bluebell before Hong Kong. Um, I first, I trained at a dance school in uh Hertfordshire, Potter's Bar in England, called Anthorn. And every afternoon we did Chiquetti Ballet. So that's how I got into dance. Um, And then from there, I auditioned to go to the Arts Educational Stage School in London. Lots of good things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I got in and um, after training there, where we did ballet, tap, jazz, everything really um I then got a job in Italy this was not with Bluebell came back got a job in London in the West End in Piccadilly Circus at the Stork Room which is a cabaret club or was a cabaret club I was dancing there for Molly Malloy I don't know if you know of her but she was in Paris and Mm -hmm. she's gone she's Um, And because before that, I did a class with her at the dance centre in London and she asked me to dance for her at um, the stock room. So I was dancing and that night somebody was off. There was two of us who meant to be dancing and I hadn't. Anyway, um, she was off. So they asked me to do it on my own. So I did this number on my own. I knew the beginning, which was facing the orchestra and. I knew the end, but I didn't really know much. I made it all up anyway. It was fine. <laughs> I was on my own. What did right. it matter? So, <laughs> so, but after the show, there was an agent for Bluebell there, and she asked if I would audition um, for the Bluebells um, in, in the next day. And so I did. I went to Peter Baker's and did the audition. And he said, oh, please, could you go to Spain immediately? Because I think what somebody had left or something. And so I said, oh, let me think about it. Anyway, I did go to Spain. Um, the Scala Barcelona, which oh, was yeah. a fabulous show. Fabulous show. Um, at that time, I was really into modern jazz. I've been dancing with um, Evo Megiddo. I've been dancing with Matt Mattox. Um, So I sort of thought, bluebells, really? Because I thought feathers and, you know. Yeah. But hey, I'll give it a go. And (laughs) I went there. And it wasn't bluebell choreography at all. It was um, an Italian lady. And it was really difficult. And I thought, good heavens, this is a lot harder than I thought. (laughs) Um, so I 
picked it all up really quickly because luckily I'd had a good training and got in the show there, which was marvellous. Really loved it. And of course, from then on, I stayed with Bluebell forevermore. Um, from Barcelona, Bluebell came and she said, would I like to go to Vegas? So I said, oh, well, yes, please. Um, so I was in Hallelujah Hollywood at the MGM Grand, which mm -hmm. is then Bally's and now it's, I don't know what it is, the Horseshoe or something? Mad. Anyway, it's it was just... the first MGM hotel built. Yeah. It was fabulous. It was in 1972, I think we went, something like that, or 73, can't remember. But um, we rehearsed there for six months. So you were, you were there for the opening, the, the oh, original? Yeah, the very, very opening. We Can you talk about that, like what that was like? Because I... I actually would live there in 79 and I, my first job was delivering. I worked at the MGM floral shop and I would deliver oh, yeah. flowers, but I would sometimes take flowers backstage for the dancers. And I was there to audition. I'd look at those costumes and just be like, yeah. oh, this is fantastic. everything I want. But I remember seeing yeah. that show and that was, I, I'd seen the Stardust Lido when I first moved down. Right. I can't remember what show was there and Hallelujah yeah. Hollywood. And so that was embedded in my mind. Like I have to do these shows. But yes. I, I came into how, Hello, Hollywood. Hello, a year into it. So I love the stories of the origination of a show of what it's like yeah. from the beginning right. when you have like the, your numbers and Don Arden is at his worst and best. Yeah, yes. <laughs> what, was, yeah, what was that like to come into that? Because, you know, you've done some cabaret, but also coming from a ballet and modern background. Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. different world. Well, I had done already the six months in Barcelona for Miss Bluebell. So that was great. Um, and what happened was she flew a lot of us out from the Barcelona show um, to Vegas. Well, actually, no, originally we were flown out to LA where we had costume fittings with Bob Mackey. Yes. Costumes, so and his assistant. So we were there in LA, we were put up, we had all the costumes fitted for us, went around looking at all these fabulous, I was only 20, around these fabulous sites, you know, with the famous stars and all that. It was very exciting. From there, we I can't remember, we spent a few days there. Then we came into Vegas where we were put up in a motel and given time to find an apartment. Um, we started rehearsals uh, with Don Arden there. And I can't remember if Bluebell was there or not, but we started the rehearsals. Um, there were, I mean, you know, these shows, there were hundreds of us. So we'd have one group, you know, one dancers uh, I was a dancing nude uh, the dancing news we'd have the showgirls you know we'd have all the different there the other ones we'd be sitting in the showroom well we couldn't rehearse in the actual show it wasn't finished being built so we had to rehearse in the other lounge I think it was celebrity room or something can't remember what it was called so we rehearsed there while they were finishing the showroom um and I think I actually crocheted a whole I still got it a king-size bed spread because <laughs> you're there where the boys are rehearsing or right. whatever. um we it could be quite hard because Don Arden as you know Mm -hmm. uh, depended on how he was feeling. I do remember having one incident with him, <laughs> which was we had to walk across the stage. This is when we had then gone into the main showroom, walk across the stage with our finale hats on, which we hadn't hadn't worn before. Big hats, you know. Yeah. So 
we walk across the stage and I walked individually, I walked across the stage and he said to me, shouted out, can't you even walk like a showgirl? And I turned around to him and I said, no. Because, <laughs> because in my mind, I had never been a showgirl. I had always been a dancer and there's mm. a difference. Yep. And um, anyway, finished. I got down on the stage. I sat down in the, you know, where we were. And he came up to me and I got a cold, I think. And I was blowing my nose. He came up to me. He said, are you crying? And I said, no, I've got a cold. And, you know, ever after that, ever he actually didn't like me before. But after that, he liked me. It's weird, really? isn't it? I've, I've heard that because he likes to intimidate. And when people don't shrink or mm. they, he respect, I've heard that from a few people. They spoke up to him and he went, okay. Which yeah, I feel yeah. like you're supposed to just stand there and shake and go, okay, Oh, probably. Sir. I wasn't going to do that. Good for you. I think because originally I was one of them were not going to be in the opening, the previews or whatever it was. Um, but after that, he put me into the opening show and he took someone else out that he decided he didn't like. So Ooh. from then on, he liked me. And it must have been because I stood up to him, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, but Rick. But rehearsals were, well, they're hard. You know how rehearsals are. It's a long day, isn't it? Um, and they went on for six months. We had um, oh. Larry, Mal Larry Maldonado choreographed the pirate number. We had Norman Maine from England doing the Red Rock number. And he was the guy that did the Tom Jones show here. So quite well known at that time here yeah. in England. And that was a very jazzy number. And we did all this rehearsing and then we got the costumes on and we had these big helmet of feathers, big helmets, you know, and we couldn't do all the head rolls. Yeah. So um, Norman was quite angry that we couldn't do the head rolls and Don Arden was not going to change his costumes. So we didn't do the head rolls. Oh, so, there'd be a um, lot of chiropractic need with how heavy those are. Uh, I have a question yeah. about, did you see the showroom? Did they keep you separate or could you come in and see as it was being... I think it'd be fascinating um, to see this thing being built and then all of a yeah. sudden there's sets and yeah. or did you even um, get to see that? I don't think when we were rehearsing in the other room, we weren't allowed in. I don't remember going in until it was finished, maybe because it would have been a health and safety issue. Probably. I mean, because as you know, these rooms are, I mean, these show stages are enormous and we had the elevator, the side elevators, the middle ones, the, you know, going up the passerella, you know, fantastically large uh, sort of showroom. Um, and when we did first go in there, there were some safety issues, actually, because I seem to remember in the finale where we have these long dresses, you know, uh, costumes, big headdresses. I seem to remember that he wanted to go us, us to go up the stairs and they had a side revolve up uh, like a donut thing they called it with two stages up there and I have a feeling he wanted us to go up there there were no rails mm -hmm. <laughs> you're walking along you know a two foot wide thing with all In heels <laughs> yeah and actually after he he didn't want railings there to spoil the look of his costumes however he was made to so we did have rails eventually I mean when really we dangerous. look at things now that there was it would <laughs> never ever be allowed I got to do a backstage tour a couple years ago at, Hel at Hello Hollywood at the MGM in Reno. 
Yeah. Well, we used to load in on a living curtain and, and as you step over this gap yeah. and you can't see, you've got things in your eyes and heels. I'm like, we were just naive or just so eager to work that now you go, Oh yeah. Oh, I can't believe that this, with things we were doing and running up and down stairs oh, for yeah. fast change. And you hear all these stories, people wiping out. And I, I know like a lot of the shows talk about the elevators not opening, I think in Jubilee, I know how did you guys, cause a lot of those things until they do it, yeah. are we going to survive this? Are we going to be okay? We, are we gonna be squished? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, we did have a few elevators that didn't work. Actually, I think there were a few accidents. I seem to remember with the elevators that were going, um, and what uh, there was one. Oh, and I think there was an accident with the audience because the side revolves when they're down, they've just got the curtain round. Yeah. And so I think a drunken member of the audience decided to crawl under the curtain. And at that time, there were no rails. And he went down the side. <gasps> but because he was drunk, he actually was okay. <laughs> but there was, because he was floppy, I guess. <laughs> but there was another stagehand that by accident fell down there. And he had a bad accident, which was dreadful. Um, but there were things that went wrong. We had... Um, the um, lighting booth, it had plexiglass sort of thing that was slanted over the audience. And one night in the middle of Red Rock, we come, we came across and bang, massive bang. And the whole of the plexiglass shattered and rained down on the audience. And we didn't really know <laughs> the show must go on. So, but the music was, the orchestra was still playing. We had orchestra under the stage. Yeah. Um, they still played. We carried on thinking, oh my goodness, you know. And um, eventually they closed the curtain. They had to get ambulances to the audience. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. So various oh. things um, would happen, really. I did slip over myself in Red Drop, went to the side revolve into position whoops slipped oh my <laughs> god never mind um various things happened during that show well uh, i know the whole the theme was hollywood because i think there's some similarities between hello hollywood and hallelujah hollywood but it's kind of the golden era of hollywood or like yeah. the, he always has a friend ginger and a judy garland oh, kind yeah, of vibe. Yeah, yeah um it was because um our show was actually dedicated to judy garland oh really Yes, so we actually had Liza Minnelli used to come and see the show uh, with her manager and husband, I think, then. Um, yes, the whole thing was Judy Garland. So all I did the songs. Know. Yeah, um, we had the singers did Clang, 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 went the trolley. Um, the finale was we had, you know, Somewhere Over the Rainbow. So the, the light would go up, the spotlight up to the birthday cake we called it where these things closed and it was picture of her there singing and then it gradually closed and went dark um and then the band struck up and we had the finale um so it was all to do with judy garland and all those wonderful sort of films at that time yeah. you know so for that the, donard was very passionate about that Hollywood and especially Judy Garland. So I've been learning yes. a lot from the interviews about his taste and why he does what he does. What was your yes. life like in Vegas? What was it like living there for you? I loved it. I loved really? it. I was there when I was 20. I had my 21st birthday there. I was there for about four years altogether, although I sort of hopped off and went to Hong Kong for Bluebell and came back again um, during that time. Um, I loved it. 
because in the 70s here in England, it was not as, well, how can I say? In Vegas, in the 70s, everything's open 24-7 still. Yes. Yeah. 24-7. Um, the apartments we had, we, they seemed fantastic to us. We had this wonderful fitted shag pile carpet, you know, all very, very lovely. We had all the modern amenities and it all seemed fantastic to me then. Nowadays, when I go back, which I do, you actually, things seem to have moved on here sometimes more than in America, which is you know, yeah. but in that time, America seemed to be way ahead of us in many things. All the supermarkets seemed fantastic. But now when I go back, I think, oh, aren't these supermarkets old fashioned? It's really weird. Oh, interesting. Yeah, well, because I, yeah. I only lived in Vegas for a couple of months. I auditioned for Hello Hollywood, went to Reno. So I go back once in a yeah. while, but I get so disoriented because I remember the Stardust sign. So all the iconic signs are gone. And then yes, they, when did gone. this show up? And, it, and there's like just more like arena looking. So Vegas doesn't have yeah. like the same kind of landmarks, but also we talk no. about something like even the billboards that used to be all the billboards for the shows of all the dancers. And yeah. now it's like erectile dysfunction and oh, law, law, debt lawyers. I'm like, it just looks, it <laughs> took all the glamour out. It's Vegas now has gone downhill as far as I'm concerned. But luckily, I had the best time there. Um, we had a great time. You know, once the show was open and that, we'd go out to Dirty Sally's, you know, disco every after the show and stay there till, I don't know, nine in the morning. Then right. we'd go to John John's down the road at nine. I'd go home, you know, with the daylight coming up. But... <laughs> but the show, we did three shows on a Saturday night there. We didn't finish till it was daylight outside. I mean, yeah. it was in, in the early hours of the morning, the third show went on on a Saturday. They cut one number out, the St. Louis number, to make them a bit shorter. But uh, it was quite hard work. Yeah. But loved oh it. I did, did love you, it. Now. Was there still like the, because I know talking to people that did the 60s, like the celebrities, would show up, like I said, Liza Minnelli, because I feel like even in the late 70s, it was still the place to be seen. Yeah, Was that still kind of lingering when you were there, where you'd have celebrities that would pop oh, in? Oh, yeah. And... Oh, yeah. We had loads of celebrities would come in always to see, because when we opened that show, we won awards. It was the best show in Vegas. We won many, many awards. So everybody was coming to see us. Sammy Davis used to come a lot and he gave us all champagne in the dressing room. He came to and Hollywood. We had a, yeah, and we had a lovely party, birthday party for him where the singers, um, actually, they made up a song for him and and we went to, I can't even think where we had the party, but, you know, he was lovely. We used to get, oh, I don't know, so many people, famous people that used to come and watch our show, which was really, it was lovely, actually. Um, and we also used to get other people that were performing on the strip, like Diana Ross and that. They would do special shows for us after our show yeah. and we would see you know they do a special one for us which was great that's so, like in reno i think because there's nowhere so when the celebrities came to reno they would go to those shows because that's where the show people were and there weren't as many shows but i think when yes. you live that that we call vampire life so late you want to find people who are still up who 
I think that's beautiful. Like perform doing a show for the performers because oh yeah, it's hard to get out and see anything because you're working the same hours. That, that's right. That's right. And they were great. I think Wayne Newton did one for us, and oh, many other people. But we used to get Sammy Davis, Dean Martin, because he was performing at the MGM a lot. Used to come. I mean, I can't even remember now. Some of the girls used to keep a whole list of all the celebrities that really? had come to see the show. We had. Anthony Newley, because actually we did something with Anthony Newley. Um, there were just so many. It was the place to go and see. It was the biggest show then in yeah. Vegas at the time. So mm. I don't know what's happening. Oh, I think there is some small thing happening there now. I don't know. Dee Devontis, who is a, a famous burlesque dancer, has a show that's, back, that's there, and it's Bob Mackie and Pete Menefee's costumes. Oh. And I've seen pictures, and so she's wearing those beautiful costumes. So there's a little controversy. Some people think she should not be allowed to wear them. And some people love that's bringing that glamour back. And I'm actually going to do an interview with her because she started listening to the podcast because I interviewed Bob Mackey. So she was doing her research because she wanted to do it justice, which I love that okay. she was doing her homework and she wanted to know the stories. So I think she's yeah. in a tricky place because people are giving her some, a lot of grief. Like how right. dare you wear those costumes? You're not tall. And a lot of people are celebrating. So even within the Bluebell community, it's diff it's very different opinion. So I want to go see yeah. the show for myself. But yeah. I would be thrilled to see, you know, it's the Jubilee costume. I don't know if the Hallelujah Hollywood costumes are those the ones end up in the so. desert burnt. I think they, yeah, I think they were, a lot of them were burnt. However, I do know that, um, who's the guy that's doing the costumes now? Who's renovating the costumes uh, on Facebook? Well, I've forgotten his oh, name. Oh, is it Grant, Grant, Grant Filippo? Yeah. Yeah, I know he's got my finale hat it's in a really? terrible state but he's got it and I said oh please restore it <laughs> I went I've gone to that museum twice it's amazing to see those costumes that are because I you know I've heard the stories of being burned or they're in a yeah. they're in a basement somewhere like they should be out and so it's really wonderful yeah. to see something you wore yourself yeah, I'm yes. just like wow wow yeah. so how what made you so Bars, uh, when you went to um Hong Kong was it just felt like time to go travel a little bit or Miss Bluebell needed you um, yeah what had happened was um I was still in Vegas working in Vegas and I remember sitting up we did a number called Kismet fabulous number but we used to have to get on to load the elevator which went up to the ceiling and then gradually it would come down I remember sitting up on the bed up there with Trisha Lee and the others I'm thinking I am so bored I'd been about three and a half years you know yeah. sitting there at Oh, I'm getting very bored, same thing, same thing. And then I thought, I'd like to go and see the Far East. So I actually went to the um, Patrick Bluebell Sam was working at the reception at the MGM then. So I went up to him and said, you know, I would actually like to go out to Hong Kong if possible. And actually someone had left there and I was sent to Hong Kong. So I got there very easily. So I left the show, went to Hong Kong, Actually, I didn't stay there then, but after that, I eventually ended up living in Hong Kong for about 14 years. But at that time, really? went went to Hong Kong, joined the um, show they had at the Palace in Hong Kong, at the Palace Theatre. It was um, a dinner dance, you know, showroom. And um, but it didn't stay there long. They were on their last contract there, actually. Um and it was great. I was seeing Hong Kong and, and all of that. Um, and actually, you probably know some of the ladies there because I was with Rita there mm -hmm. and Elizabeth 
and oh, lots of other people. Did, did Leslie um, Bandy and Liz Elliott? Yes. Do you guys overlapped? Okay, you thought that's a golden era. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was Liz, Liz Elliott, Leslie Bandy, all them, all in Hong Kong. We were there together, had a great time, lovely. Um, and so, but that was sort of their last contract there. So I don't know if I was there six months, so something like that. And then, of course, Bluebell was leaving the palace there. So I then went back to Hong Kong, Think not Hong Kong, sorry, Vegas, because I thought, well, I'll go back to Vegas then, thinking that I would get a different position so it'd be all new. No, I was back in my same place. Oh, were you really? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Is your name still in the costumes? Like, you know how you can look in the Robert, costumes? I, the... So, and I thought, oh, crikey, I thought I'd get a different <laughs> place because I left because I was bored. Um, no, so same costume, same place. But the good thing was that Maureen, our captain, um, didn't have to rehearse me much because I already knew it all. So that all comes back good. in the fun. One yes. thing I love interviewing, and I'm thinking mm. of women, you know, like 70s and 80s, like especially ones in the 60s, you're, as a woman, you're supposed to be a nurse, a teacher, get married. And there's this adventurous spirit like that you just like, I'm going to go to the Far East. Because when yeah. I talk to my dancers now, like, you know, living, oh, but I don't want to go there that long. I'm like, we left everything because you wanted it where it's a it's a different mindset to go. I'm going to go where I don't know anybody to yeah. a different country. It's, it's never, just, I love the spirit of the Bluebell dancer to be willing to yeah, just like pack I've up never, your life. Yeah, yeah. I've, that has never worried me. I know friends of mine that are not dancers say, oh, that's brave. What's brave about right. that? But this just is fun. Exciting. What yeah. are you talking about? So, yes, so went there. But then that was closing. So I came back to Vegas into my own place. But after another six months doing the same thing, I thought, no, no, no. I sort of had. So by this time, I then went back to Hong Kong I think it was I can't quite remember the sequence of events um I did actually do a show for Dougie Squires in Hong Kong as well so I did that um because Bluebell had left and I stayed in Hong Kong I got married and that for many many years however I did do Bluebell again I went on tour with her because I sort of went back I did this um, it was called Palace People and it was with Dougie Squires. It was meant to be a mixture of his work and Bluebell because they wanted this thing. It didn't really work, to be honest. Mm. Um, but I was still in contact with Bluebell. And uh, yes, so then I went on. To, we were, Oh, no, I went to Korea. I went to Korea for Bluebell, which was Sheraton Walker Hill. Very nice. Um mm. Sheraton's nice hotel, as you know. Yes. Lovely stage, actually. It was very nice. So we did Korea. Then we did Japan, did a little, the Latin Quarter in Japan, tiny place, low ceiling. So you can't put your costumes on in the, you have to, there's costumes all at the side of the stage. Um, so yes, yeah, so Korea, Japan. Um, I also did, we also went on a tour of England. We did a tour of England. Oh my God. You get to be, so how was that going back to like your home? country did, and because i know the bluebells were very probably most known in england like in the united states we always have to who's bluebell what's a showgirl they don't know yeah yeah but i feel like yeah. she was so well respected in england so how, to come back in your yes it was interesting because i had never worked for bluebell in england and i thought wow yeah. this is interesting um and it was nice enjoyed it we rehearsed with bluebell up in edinburgh yeah edinburgh was our rehearsal and we opened the oh, show wow. in edinburgh oh wow. then we went to 
Glasgow. Then we went all over England. Actually, we never got down to the southwest, but we went all over England and Scotland. Um, and that, I can't remember how many. And we went over to Holland, actually, with that oh as well. How did long did you stay in each place? Was it like just um, a week, couple of weeks or did you get to stay anywhere long enough to see anything? We were in Holland for a while, maybe a week. I can't. We got to standing ovation every night in Holland. Oh, wow. Yeah, and in England, I can't remember. It wasn't. It was a few nights in each place, definitely. Um, and I remember we were in one nightclub in Luton called Caesar's Palace. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't exactly the Caesar's <laughs> we remember, Not the Vegas <laughs> but that was uh, quite good. So all over England. Uh, came back so basically I've been to so many places with amazing were the yeah. audiences different because I know like you know some audiences are quieter ready so because when you travel did you like you get a standing ovation in Holland how was it like yeah. did you notice a difference by where you were performing of what the energy or the audience because some people can love um, the show and still be quiet they don't have to be loud but there's yeah yeah um I think we did have yeah, you can. I mean, Holland was different, and it was great to see everybody stand up and give us applause at the end of it. It yeah. was wonderful. Um, in England, we had a good, you know, reception and all that. They really loved it. But it probably because Americans are more known for their outgoing, right. you know, so, so loud. So, yes, sort of loud. <laughs> um, so probably, um, yeah, you do find a difference. In Hong Kong, it was different again because it was also they were eating their dinner, you know, and things as well. And we used to get the Japanese would sit near the front of the stage and they'd all have their masks on because of the dust that the fans and that. Oh, would. really? Oh, wow. So they sit there with their masks on, which used to make us laugh. But um, <laughs> so that was the, and we had a Filipino band. And it sort of depended on how much they drank as to how fast the numbers would be. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, we're doing a super, super fast can can tonight. Yeah, wow. yeah. So did, did you, when you left, because I know some people were in the newspaper, like local girl, did, was there anything in your hometown that they knew where you went or followed or interested, you know, that you are um, now a bluebell from their local area? I don't think there was. I know my mum wanted to put something in, but I think I said, oh, no 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 but um I think when I got married it sort of said you know bluebell and that because I got married in England and in Hong Kong um but apart from that no because I think I sort of told my mother not to say too much mm. I actually when I went to Vegas I went to UNLV um Sue Kim has the exhibit there and so I got to look at Miss Bluebell's scrapbooks it's mm. fascinating, but there's a whole, there's a section on how to marry a bluebell. And it um, says you have to be an upstanding man. Like it's not, you know, cause it's, I've heard with celebrities, they didn't necessarily like Elvis. I don't think he dated showgirls, but he wanted to have pictures taken with showgirls. A lot of the celebrities wanted to have the illusion. Like yes. it looked impressive, Just, but I think in England, it was like more like these are upstanding women. This, these are not strippers. They had a different yeah. thing. So this whole article with great pictures and they were like, very glamorous like how miss bluebell would want you to be dressed up when you would arrive yeah like getting off the yes. plane you always had and so like how you have to be this certain kind of gentleman to marry a bluebell. Yes. i just loved all that because i felt like it's just a different understanding of what a bluebell is than what people in vegas think a showgirl is now it's just really pathetic of yes. what they see 
Yes, I think so. It's very different now. Their idea of a showgirl is a bit strange, I think, really. Um, and some people go, oh, we don't like the name showgirl even. But we did. We had the showgirls, we had the dancers, and it was nothing wrong with being a showgirl, you know? It was well, lovely. We've had interesting conversations with people through the decades. Like, it was where the showgirls didn't dance. And then the dan there were the dancers and then the tall nudes. And then in Hello Hollywood, I think the tall nudes, we danced almost as much as the bluebells. So I think it started to change. And then when I went to the Lido, when it closed last year, I interviewed those girls. They proudly say showgirl, but they're, they were dancing a lot. They had showgirl numbers and they had right. other ones. But for them, they didn't have the issue with the word showgirl. But a lot of us that did the 70s and 80s were like, we felt like we had to justify that we right. actually danced or the showgirl was not just parading around naked like I just feel like that yeah. name has such an interesting connotation depending on yes. where you where you dance with Bluebell what era you did it yes, in and yes yes you had to apologize I, yeah I think so I mean when we were there um I mean I was at, in Barcelona um because Franco was still in power so there was no topless dancing at all so all the showgirls were covered anyway yeah. uh we all were covered um so I think really that from, from in the seventies when I was mostly doing it and the eighties, but in the seventies, if you're a showgirl, you're a showgirl, and it's fantastic. They look absolutely yeah. stunning. Yeah. They're tall. They have the most beautiful costumes. They can move elegantly. Absolutely wonderful. But then you'd get the dancers that obviously could do more complicated stuff. And the the we had dancing nudes. We didn't have the pony and the whatever it was you had up yeah. there. Um, but we, as dancing nudes, did more a lot of work. We had a lot of work going on with the boys, which was lovely. Lots of pas de deux stuff and yeah. you know partners, which was really really good. Um, and at that time, we got paid more than the boys. And the boys were very angry because the boys were on stage most of the time because they partnered us. They partnered the dancers, all the groups of dancers. They partnered the showgirls. <laughs> really? And they got paid less. I think those somebody after I left got them, you know, get more pay, actually. Yeah. Well, I understand getting paid more if you're topless. But I heard some people say, like, they wanted to dance more and then, I remember I did Bluebell show, so I got to do some dancing, a lot of beautiful, but you weren't dancing as hard. And then I want to dance more. And I do those shows that you're dancing so hard, like the smaller shows like Gina and Ryan, and you're sweating like crazy. And then you go, I kind of miss the showgirl gig right now. <laughs> not, it was like, I kept wanting to go back and forth, like to have a little yeah. bit of both, because if you only did showgirl, I think you could get bored. Or if you're just dancing so hard, you go, I kind of miss just walking around being beautiful with some costumes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When I'm on my third, third show of the night, like, well, like yeah, I would maybe not want to do a three can cans tonight. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's true. We had some lovely numbers with the boys in Hallelujah Hollywood, really beautiful numbers that we did with them. Kismet was a beautiful number and the costume. Um, we did with the boys, we had Kismet, we had Pirates. I don't know if you've seen anything of the pirate number. I saw the show so long ago, but I've been finding there's, I don't know if the whole show is on YouTube, but there is sections. There's of bits, yes, because Gene Kelly did a, it was meant to be the final show of Hallelujah Hollywood. I wasn't there then, I'd left. Um, and he missed out, there's no St. Louis there, which was a beautiful number. Um, and also the costumes look a bit strange because people were allowed to cover up if they wanted to. 
or not if they didn't. You know, so you've got some with bras on sort of thing and some without. <laughs> it's a bit odd. Um, yeah. And, um, yeah, as I say, St. Louis was missed out. and But it gives you an idea of some of it. You've got the opening and the sing singing, which was fabulous then. Yeah. But there's not much because you weren't allowed to actually, you know, do any show anything or tape weren't even meant to take photos but we did of course i know i love the pictures backstage that you know we're not supposed to take you mm. know like the, the ones at the leo they had professional beautiful photography uh, all right, of our yeah. like when i put the book together it's kind of grainy with the instagram uh, instamatic yes. camera that we had yes. and it's back with a shower or the costume rack behind it it's like we got what we got and you know all those are bootleg like we weren't supposed to take them but yes. i'm glad that we did because it's the only proof we have because there's like now everybody's got their phone. We would have video of everything. We don't have. It's hard to find video of these shows. So yes, I think Jubilee. Yes. There's 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 copies you're not supposed to know about, but it's yeah. not out there. That 35 years that show that there's not much evidence anywhere to get the I actual know. footage. It's a shame, actually. It is a shame. And um, the you, the one I've watched it. I've, I've got a tape of it actually on. Um, well, it's on a CD now, I think. Um, but. It was. It gives you an idea of how the show was because somebody I know who's in show business, I guess a young lad, he said, oh, I'd love to see it. And I said, watch it. You can see this on YouTube. He thought it was fantastic. But, of course, it wasn't all the show. And, yeah. um, and it that show was, of course, I'm biased, but I do think it was better than Jubilee. Yeah. I just remember it was very, very glamorous. I don't remember much, but I just remember being just blown away of the glamour and you don't know where to look. There's so many things to see. And I only yes. think it's that one. I mean, you have to go several times to see everything. You have to sit in a different seat oh, because yeah. you, if you're too close, you miss all the stuff that you have yeah, to, yeah. to turn you your head. Behind you on the passerella yeah. and the sides, there's the things that the, the thing is at the time here in England, at that time rather, um, they had no shows like that at all because they didn't have the money to do yeah. it and they didn't have the showrooms um there were no massive shows like that um here at all so people couldn't really imagine it it was yeah. just if you went there you would be blown away by it but you know so for me in my 20s to be able to do a show like that was fantastic fantastic it was the best show that i did i did a lot for bluebell lots of shows yeah. but that was the the best and the biggest um what did you but, do? Because I know you did Bar you did Barcelona and you did Hong Kong in, in the tour. What was your yeah. last thing you did? What was the thing that you kind of knew you were done by your choice well, or other choices? No, I didn't actually know I was done. You just sort of said yes to these contracts. Yeah. And you didn't think, oh, this is going to be my last one or anything. So I was living in Hong Kong then. And um, I'm guessing because I'd gone out to Korea because I lived in Hong Kong, so it's quite near. And I'd gone to Japan. Um, so it must have been one of those that um, then I did the English thing. It must have been. I don't really know what the last one was at all because it wasn't a conscious thing. I mean, I suppose because, I, you know, you get married, you have children. Getting married was OK, still did it. But once you decide to have children... Yeah. then you you sort of stop and then I started to uh, I was 
teach exercises in Hong Kong and um, Lottie Burke exercises. And I was doing modeling in Hong Kong and, and all that sort of thing. And in fact, we did do a, a modeling show out in Thailand with Liz Elliott and Alex Poor and Leslie Bandy. Wow. And yes. I can't, don't think Rita was there. can't remember. Yes, we did um, a modelling show out in uh, Thailand, some of us. Wow. For someone That's else. I think there was always, there's always so many other things, even in Reno, which was just, you know, wasn't the same as Vegas. There was all these industrials or fashion, like dancing fashion shows. And people were, oh, yes. in the show, were yeah. creating different things. So you, even if the show, you could do it in your sleep, you always had something to kind of feed your creative thing or even just taking class and so when the, I know when yes. I was done I, I ch chose to end in a way that I wish I had not chosen to do but I but I I talk to people some people grieve that they left it and you know they got pregnant or an injury or they were not rehired and some people just it kind of folded into the next thing yes because yes. I think I some of it is like you have this world that because that's why I love connecting with people like just the lifestyle that you're talking about like you're traveling over the world then I yeah. come back to my small town and people are like, what, what are you talking about? Oh, I and know. I have a, yeah. my best friend came with me to Bermuda and I had done a show there and I loved it so much. And mm. so I took her there and I'm like, Oh, we swam with the dolphins here. Oh my gosh. We went on a yacht here. And then this, my, my stories are so crazy to people that don't <laughs> live it. And yes, she goes, yes. she goes, do you hear you? She goes, you are my poorest friend. Cause like all, all my other friends have like stable jobs. I'm still being a creative person. And she goes, yes. but you've lived, you've lived like the richest. Like, oh yeah, we went to yes. party at Robert Stigwood's here. I'm like, so yeah, I yeah. didn't I didn't realize how unusual it was until I went back and my friends are going, What? Yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I think that's very true. I mean, I found it when I did um, I left uh, Hong Kong. I came back to England eventually, um, mainly because Hong Kong was going back to the Chinese in 1997, and it was a good idea to bring the children back to England rather than be in Hong Kong. Um, but I found it very difficult to, to settle. I didn't feel at home, you know. Yeah. And that's mainly, like you just said, because you don't have people in that have experienced the same thing. And if you start talking about all these things, they think you're showing off or something. Right, right. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's so, hard. Which is quite hard. Um, I did join um a theatrical age an agency here and I did do TV work. So I did filming for casualty and um oh goodness knows Wycliffe and lots and lots and lots. I did a lot of stuff, but it was never it was not as interesting as dancing, right. obviously. Um, but it was just to keep my hand in at something. Uh, but I think it is very, very difficult, but luckily. Now, um, I have friends that are fairly near me. I have Miranda Coe that's um, oh very gosh, near me. Oh, my gosh, I love her. She's okay, I loved her interview. Yes, okay. yes, and I'm going to be meeting up with her uh, very soon. And I have another one called, um, I didn't dance with either of these, actually, in the same shows, uh, Sarah Honey. Um, Sarah, oh, my gosh, wow. Yeah, so I see her quite often. So... It's always, and another guy actually that Miranda knows, um, Mark Knight. Mm. He was in, he wasn't, he was in Hallelujah Hollywood, but I never danced with him either because I'd left. Bali. But so when we sort of get together, you know, you can talk about these things. And even though you weren't necessarily dancing together in the show, 
you know about the shows and you know about the lifestyle yeah. and you feel at home with them you know oh so true there's like there's maybe four bluebells i'm in seattle which i think you know i feel like most of them there's not i mean we're in the united states most of them kind of settled in reno and vegas but i didn't yeah. know there was until facebook so i'm having an interview with kevin cashmore coming up he's 20 minutes away from me michelle brown who was a, a principal the lido from All australia right. which yeah. she lives like a, an hour away so she's we've gotten together a few times but it is yeah. it's like someone kind of understands and it's just like you go back well, yeah. I, found, I don't know if you've gone to reunions, but I went to the Hello Hollywood one and there's people that I didn't even know while I was in the show because that show's so big. Yeah. You find out yeah, you worked yeah. at the same time and didn't know. And there's yeah. people I didn't work with, but I felt like it feels like we all did the show at the same time. Once you start talking, it didn't matter yes. if you actually worked at the same time. You just no, it didn't. Yeah. It, it all still feels like we all did the show together. Yes. No, that's true. I didn't go to, I went to the reunion of Hallelujah Hollywood many years ago now we've only had one reunion really um yeah i can't remember when it was but i did come back to the states for that and i did go once to the um paris reunion not the recent one the one before however yeah. i never worked in paris except to rehearse there um, yeah actually we rehearsed there i think i don't know if that was for the beginning of the english tour and then we went to edinburgh it might have been um so but there were people there that I had danced with in other shows, yeah. you know, so that was good. And Hallelujah Hollywood, as you say, such a big show that some of the people I thought I don't actually remember you at all in it. Right. <laughs> because you don't socialize with, you know, some of them, do you? Because there's well, just so like many. Talking about the backstage was so big. So, you know, the people in your row and I knew the people run, row over. I knew Elizabeth was, uh, I had bluebells that were like, you had to go through the bathroom, through the showers. I feel like you were going to a whole different neighborhood because yes, it was so yes. big back there. So unless you yes. dance next to them or you somebody would swing, you go, who's that person? Like, I mean, they're oh, yeah, yeah. next to you. Like, where did you come from? I've yeah, never yeah. seen your face before, which people who don't see, don't understand how big that, that makes no sense that you could dance with somebody for a year yeah. and never meet and never meet them. Well, yes, it's true. I mean, I don't think I, I don't think I, Maybe I went once to the singer's dressing room, I think, but I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah. um, no, so it's, um, yeah, it's, we were just very lucky, weren't we, yeah. to, do, yeah. to do that. Very, very the, lucky. I think doing the podcast, because I, I appreciate it and I kind of forgot about it. And then when I went to the reunion, I went, like I saw that Pete Menifee and Karen Burns, they still have the costumes and they talked about them making like, I had no idea Pete Menifee's huge scope of work. And now we've gotten to be friends. I'm like, I just, I took it for granted. And I think everybody I talk to, we have a different appreciation, especially like with the Lido Paris closing that that era is gone. Okay. And we just happened to be born at this time with long legs <laughs> and tall that we got to have these adventures that yes. I would, if I had stayed in my hometown, I don't know what I would have done, but I know mm. my life is very different because of the people I got to meet and the travel exposure yes, to yes. different cultures that I would not have oh, had. Yes. yes, life would have been very different because I was, you know, dancing in London, which was good. I, you know, you audition and you dance. I became, a, well, I'd already become a member of equity because I'd done a couple of pantomimes here in England professionally mm. before that. Um, but life would have been very different because when I was in, went to Vegas, I bought a house when I was 21. Now, there is no way in oh. England at that time I would have bought a house when I was 21. Yeah, um, wow. Uh, yeah. And also, 
in England, I would have had to have auditioned for this, auditioned for that, you know. I mean, I was lucky that I had all the work at the stork room. I was also with a little group called Love Machine as well. We did all the West End clubs and that. Um, but I would have had to keep auditioning to get yeah. other shit, you know, other work. Um, whereas as when I went with Bluebell and got the audition, I didn't audition again. Yeah. I mean, that was that. And I worked for her for years. I mean, a very long time. But I didn't have to audition ever again. And I went to all these different countries. With well, also her. when you, because you work for other people besides, because I feel like even outside of Blue, other people hire you from other companies because you're Bluebell without auditioning. Oh, yes. Because yes. it was very well esteemed that like you must mm -hmm. be good so you don't have to audition. And yeah, yes. that's a weird, that doesn't happen in most performing. Like the regional theater here, I've done some, but you have to audition every time and who's yeah. new and upcoming he doesn't just because you work there doesn't mean you're going to get hired again because no everybody no. wants these very few jobs that are out there yes no that's true I mean that is actually why I got to go back to Hong Kong with Dougie Squires because actually Sheila West who was a bluebell as well um, she'd joined Dougie and she said oh I know this lady works for Bluebell you know we need someone here and he employed me so that was quite good so yes so if they know you work for Bluebell you know you you they know that you're professional and you yeah. can dance etc et and, and I think also the good work ethic I feel like there was a respect oh, yes. for the way to be in a big show there you can't have an ego it you can't yeah. be late you can't be yeah. there you, everybody could die if you're in the wrong place like so many yeah, kids exactly. there's so much at stake where I feel like the work ethic it feels like all the other shows I did I feel like that was the highest as far as regard yes. for how you work when you work as a team you work as a unit for yes. the, the whole thing yes I mean I actually do not remember ever having a day off with Bluebell because I was ill I do not remember ever. And I worked for a few years. The only time we did have time off actually was in Vegas when the musicians went on strike. Really? And they did. Oh, yeah. And I How long was that? I think it was a couple of weeks. Oh, wow. I can't quite remember. Maybe if you look, Google it, you'll probably find out. But they all went on strike, so there were no shows. Did you guys get paid? Yes. We got paid, but I think we might have got some sort of social security type pay I can't quite remember really we did get something we probably didn't get the whole so, amount I can't remember now what does what does that big of a cast of dancers do with two weeks off like what did you do sleep what did I actually I don't remember I think I probably just enjoyed you know having time off of the evening that you could go and see some other well you couldn't see other shows because they, they were, were all on working. strike Wow. Yes, yeah, so I think I probably just went to out clubbing. Well, not to the, to the disco, probably. Yeah, um, oh, yeah. Out, you know, having meals. And I don't remember going, you know, anywhere else. Maybe I did. I can't remember, actually. Um, but, no, just enjoyed being in Vegas and able to just not worry about getting in on time for the show and, you know, go yeah. out. So that was quite nice, really. But, uh, yeah, it was... Uh, interesting that they all went on strike and I think it was a couple of weeks but I'm not sure I think that's a rare thing too that to have live musicians that you can't even see people don't even understand that there was a whole band orchestra hidden somewhere and now everything's yes. on a track and so like you said if the band if, the, oh. if they're drinking and they go faster or like if there's a, yeah, a yeah, mistake yeah, yeah. with the band but it is it <laughs> is a, a thing that's no longer you know it's Broadway you'll see that, that. 
Yeah, it is a shame because with Hallelujah Hollywood, we had a whole orchestra in a room under the stage. Um, and they were fantastic. I can't remember. It was a large orchestra. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was all live. Um, so that was interesting and it was great. It gives you a lovely sense, you know, an exciting sense yeah. when you hear the orchestra. Yeah. Actually, I was just thinking of something not with the orchestra, but in when we were rehearsing in the showroom, we were doing Red Rock and there's a place where you have to, you come off stage and you have to go, you have to get to the other side of the stage really, really, really quickly. Well, the trouble is, we hadn't used this room before, you know, this showroom before. So we come down the stairs and we're rushing across and we're thinking, how do we get back up? How we couldn't find the way back up <laughs> because it's so massive under yeah. the your stage. So that was, yes. Yeah, so we did get up in the end. But, um, and uh, I mean, that was just one of the biggest shows I did. The other ones I did were not as big touring obviously isn't as big because yeah. you can't um but they were all lovely really lovely shows the fans we always did the fans you know wherever yeah. you go yeah so i remember looking was... at pictures because we had the fan number in uh, hello hollywood and i look at all of our deltoids like nobody went to the gym just lifting those heavy fans my arms yeah. never looked as good and then your legs from <laughs> running up and down the stairs like just like oh yes then when you get done you have to go to the gym like why what i have to like yes, work at yes. this instead of just show up at work yeah. I, I got to do a tour of hello hollywood recently and i and there's the stage was massive and just to walk across that and go i have to take a break you know <laughs> just getting across the yes. stage yes. and then to see like the lower levels where we would load on and to find yes. out there was a level under that and then yeah. up on the fly rail and to see things i'd never seen and to go this is all, this is the whole block of my neighborhood. This is yes, just how big yes. and all the, and the inner workings of things that we were just, you know, like what's happening up in the fly rail with these sets and how everything had to work or somebody could get hurt. And the magic yes. is you don't see it happening. And we're doing fast changes. In the meantime, this whole stage turns into a whole nother country or another yes, fantasy yes. land or something while we're having a conversation, putting a costume on, you come back and you're in a whole different, whole yeah, different show. Yeah. Yeah, no, amazing sets and that, yeah. I must say, especially the one in Vegas, because obviously that was the biggest show I did. You can't have that in, in touring shows. So fantastic sets. I think the Red Rock, it changed. In rehearsals, the whole thing at the back, I don't know if you've seen pictures of it, it's a red and silver thing, the people on it, and, and um, oh, Trisha yeah, yeah. and the two yeah. boys. Well, originally that was meant to, when the music started playing, that was all meant to come forward and then go back again. But they couldn't do it in time in the end, the stagehands. So it it stayed where it was. So things sort of changed, you know. Uh, but and I do remember in rehearsal, I think it was in the opening preview when the press were in. And the some of the, we were all showgirls in, in the rip the finale some of the showgirls were down in the basement gone onto the steps for it to come up um and for some reason the hydraulics weren't working so it wasn't coming up so they had to close the curtains don on that to come up and say to everybody look i'm sorry this is why we have previews you know yeah um and then they fixed it 
And so we then started the finale again. So there were quite a few things. But when you've got all those hydraulics, you know, the elevators, maybe, you know, somebody trips over it because quite a few things end up happening, don't they? Especially, yeah, those Hello Hollywood and Hello Hollywood and Jubilee, those with how big that was, there's just way more things that can go wrong. Yes, yes. It's because they were so massively big. And fantastic. I mean, Don Arden was, for all his faults, he was brilliant. Yeah. I yeah. mean, fabulous shows. Fabulous yeah. shows. So, um, and Bluebell, you know, with the shows I did that weren't Don Arden's and they were Bluebells. Because actually at the MGM, we were called MGM girls. We weren't called Bluebells. I think we, Vegas. and we were the Margaret Kelly girls. I think there was something with her name. That one hotel had access to the name Bluebell, and, the, and then they had to yeah, call it something different because of the Stardust had Bluebell girls. Although we were Bluebell girls, we were called the MGM girls, and I think maybe I don't know if the boys were called the Kelly boys. I'm not sure, or the MGM boys. I can't remember, but we weren't actually called Bluebells. That's in, yeah. I think if you look through the programs, I noticed. Yeah, and then I, then yeah. I learned that I think because yeah, the Stardust had the rights to that. Yeah, they did. They did. So, I mean, that show with all the costumes and all the... I mean, it was exciting being in Vegas in that era, wasn't it? I what mean, it was, it was the best time. You had all yeah. the rat pack there. You, It was a lot classier than it is now. You go, yeah. I've been back to see my friends and I'm thinking, oh, dear, you know, what have they done to Vegas? It's just not as it was. It's becoming like a sporting city. Oh yeah, they've betting. got the Formula One, haven't they? Coming yeah. up. So, um, but that was the best time. I went from from um, Barcelona. I went to Vegas. I then went to Hong Kong. I went back to Vegas. I then went back to Hong Kong. I then went to Korea and Japan and England and Holland. And I can't think. I've probably worked in other countries for Bluebell, but I can't quite remember which where it was or, did you or where. was was she on the tour at all did you actually have much interaction because i think the younger generation didn't they know her name i got to audition for her and that was kind of it but i mm. love the stories of people that had more interaction because it, it, they're just lovely stories of i don't know how professional she was but she also had like a little quirky part to her that i would never have assumed until somebody gets to know her yeah yeah she used to come quite regularly actually to the mgm um and being the audience you know and of course of course the words would get bluebells in tonight bluebells in tonight so everybody's smiling and you know yeah. doing their best <laughs> not i mean you smiled anyway of course you did but you just were very aware well, that you had to you know be very careful and she'd come into the dressing room and she would be really nice and and she was just a lovely lady really quite strict obviously yeah. because you wouldn't fool around yeah when she was there but there's nothing wrong with being strict um <laughs> and when we we're on tour we did do the rehearsal with her in paris i remember that in a rehearsal room and um she was showing us some choreography some of it was her choreography probably the strip i think actually if i don't really um, oh yes it was yes the strip was quite funny you went yes that was quite good um lovely dresses we had in boas but i think the thing was actually probably bluebell's choreography i'm not sure but i think so um 
so she would be around when we were on tour a bit, oh, not when we were going around England and and Holland and that, but I just remember her in rehearsals. I remember her coming in to see MGM in the show. And I think when we were flying, she, I think she flew with us actually over. Yeah. So, and she would be, you know, she was not that young then. And she'd yeah. be off the plane for the beans, you know. <laughs> going out doing this I thought grimy I'm exhausted but you know she, yeah up until she was totally done I heard she was every night like she just <laughs> she was fully in till the end and which is yeah. I think is good inspiration it's like wow well, it doesn't mean we have to stop being no, creative no. and energetic so That's we're gonna true. we're gonna I always want to keep going but yeah. I have a, a question like because you did it for so long and then it is like you come back to what we call real life which what is real life yeah yeah what what are some of the things that being a, a working with bluebell being a dancer kind of transformed into regular life because you don't just switch back into like a local no, girl no. that's never traveled like what are those things that kind of stayed with you that helped um I think well when I first came back it was sort of going into the film you know sort of thing doing tv work so that had helped me to to get into tv work um and then what's really, I still do go to tap classes and jazz classes, oh my which gosh, I yes. thoroughly enjoy. And actually, um, the sister of the lady that teaches, she knows people from the show you were in, uh, from the Reno show. Really? Yeah, Wendy. And she knows Miranda and that. Okay. So huh. I think she, she auditioned for Bluebell, but she wasn't tall enough unfortunately okay. I think then she she um actually booked acts or something I don't know um so I do tap and I'm really enjoying that and I do jazz so I really enjoy that um I think it did take quite a long time I'm, I'm still not I'm still not settled from it obviously yeah, but, yeah. um I think it's because I can meet Miranda and Sarah and and online you know, yeah. when I go back to Vegas, see my friends. So you keep a little bit of contact with people that you can actually talk to and they understand what you're saying. Oh my gosh. I so get that in a new way now because of doing it. Like, I think because it was dormant, part of me wasn't getting to be alive. Mm. So I think mm. reconnecting, I feel like I have, it just, it's opened up more creativity in me to remember that yes. instead of like well now you're a mom now you do this like no I'm still have that adventurous spirit that was ready oh, to leave yes. travel anywhere and meet new yes, people yes. and start over so many that, times that's in life true and actually I think about it when I was living in Hong Kong and the children were to a uh, girl and a boy were still fairly young I used to take them to see the Lido in Paris Bluebell <laughs> would get us a, a table and they would sit there with me and watch the show in Paris. I took them over to Vegas to see shows there and meet my friends there. Oh, I love that. Yeah, so they've had a life, too, of traveling. Uh, my daughter also has done some shows and that. Uh, my son is a professional photographer, so they're quite sort of arty, you know. Um, yeah. But from a young age they were actually going to see these shows with me and Bluebell, of course, we get in, you know, complimentary. Yeah. Um, and so they're also used to seeing sort of this. Uh, they actually also, 
because of Bluebell and all that, I actually did in my 50s, or was I 60? In my 60s, maybe. Um, 60s, I think. I did a show for in Paynton, a summer season, with Jerry Cottle. Um, and that was fantastic. There were a couple of us ex-Bluebells in that show. Oh, my gosh. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, because wow. it was called The Golden Girls. So we were the older golden yeah. girls and we had the feathers and we we did the dance it was a great show actually I loved it um Sally she's unfortunately passed away now um she was another bluebell um and we had the most fantastic time so we got that because we were with bluebell oh, and, and you then, got to feel that again what it felt like to yes, be on stage yeah. wow. and then after that I actually did a show in Zurich in a circus um, for again with some ex bluebells as well, and that was it's like an upmarket circus. They have a, a champagne bar. They have like a Liberace white piano on the thing, and that. Um, and we I got that because ex bluebell, and that was we were all sixty plus doing that. Oh my gosh. And it was called The Generations or something like, I can't quite remember. But it was because in the first half, it was the older dancers. And in the second, or the first half was the younger dancers. Second half was the older dancers and acts. So it's the two different generations, young acts, young dancers, older dancers, older acts. And I've never danced in a circus before. No animals, you know, it was just. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was, that was quite something. But that's because of Bluebell, you see. So I was actually dancing professionally because of Bluebell well into my 60s. Oh, this is so inspiring. Because yes. I, uh, when I went to the reunion in Paris, mm -hmm. uh, I interviewed Lindsay Raven, who put it together. And she said, oh, yeah. we got, I got to take a dance class. Like there was only 20 of us because there wasn't enough room to dance on the Lido mm -hmm. stage. And I didn't dance in Paris. I first thought this reunion was only for Lido. They said, no, it's for all Bluebells. Oh, that's it. Yeah. But, but there was a lot of people that brought their spouses and their children. And Lindsay mm -hmm. said one thing that a lot of spouses and kids would come like, I didn't, I didn't understand what my mom did until they came to the reunion and they oh, saw yes. their mom and they got to see the show and go, Oh, I get it. Cause it's just, it is like, if you sound like you're bragging or you're yes. trying to relive your golden years, but it was like for, for their family to see yes. what they really did. They had an admiration and just yes. like, Oh my gosh. Cause you think my mom is my mom. My mom didn't have a life yeah, before yeah. she's exactly. just always been a mother. Yes. And it's like, Oh yeah. I had somebody that the granddaughter reached out to me who didn't know her, her grandma did this. No idea. Oh, right. And so she heard the right. interview. She goes, my grandma was a badass. Like that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I like that the stories are coming back up. Cause I think I didn't know how to tell the story without having to explain that I was topless and they just didn't tell it. Yeah. And now I'm yeah, so yeah. proud, proud of it. I've got showgirl t-shirts yeah. i'm teaching showgirl classes yeah. and i'm like i want to claim this is like this was fabulous and yes. we need to keep the stories going that's why the podcast to me well, matters that we keep telling yeah, the stories yeah. well we do really i mean as i say my kids were young and they were going to the lido and that's what i love they, they got to see it you know and they so they've seen these fabulous shows um obviously i didn't have the kids when i was in vegas um but they've seen me since but um no, they, they've been to several shows. And in fact, my son was in Paris not long ago. And um, I said, oh, with um, his partner. And I said, oh, 
Though, unfortunately, the Lido then, although it was Bluebell, it had gone a little bit downhill, I believe. So I thought, don't go and see that. Go and see mm. the Moulin Rouge. You know, it's got the feathers and still mm -hmm. even the smaller <laughs> one. And so he went just sort of recently to see that sort of show. Um, but um, when yeah, they were, I've got pictures of them standing with Siegfried and Roy when they went to uh, oh see. God. Oh, I think we went must have gone to see the show that they were in with Lynette in, oh, yeah? um, in Vegas, which I can't remember the name of the show, but it was their show, you know. Yeah. So I took. So the kids, since they were quite young. Have I made sure I took them, took them on my own, um, to see these shows? And Bluebell would always give us a good seat, you know, free of yeah. charge. Um, and they let them in. So, you know, so they knew that although I was doing that sort of thing, it wasn't some sleazy, you know, um, right. thing down the road. And, and they loved the shows, loved them, but they don't oh exist. So, yeah, so... That's I'm good. so glad Elizabeth told me to contact you. This was fabulous. Just, <laughs> yeah, so so much adventure, so much appreciation in your story. So mm -hmm. thank you for doing this. And then I always post photos. So any photos that you want to send me, okay. we, I think we all like seeing pictures of people that we know and costumes we recognize. And also it's fun to see, like, I don't, we have some Hallelujah Hollywood costumes that, that I've shared, but I think it's kind of fun, like, any photos you have from that and other, we'll just, we just keep sharing these and go, look what oh, we got I to wear. Look what we got to do. So yeah, thank yeah, you, I've Lynn. got some, I think. I've got some. Mind you, some of them might be nude, but I'm not sure if that's permissible. I don't post those. Some, I can Sometimes people will put something over just because they'll take it down on social media They'll if there's mm -hmm. nipples. We can show boobs, but no nipples, so God forbid. <laughs> we don't want to know those <laughs> exist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think pasties, like they do pasties for burlesque, but I think is it looks more. It's awful. That looks. It, really somehow it, it doesn't like nip. Somehow the, their breast is different than pasties. Is a funny connotation, yeah. but yeah, but I think it's, it's like very weird. Very free, weird. free the free the boobies. Let them out. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll find some. I've got some covered photos, okay. hopefully. Somewhere. Some people have just put like a little gemstone over or something or a line. Yeah. Whatever you want to share. That looks a bit daft too. Right. I yeah, think. it, it does. That it makes it more hiding something. So yes. then thank you. Best to you. And I would, uh, you know, maybe uh, go say hi to Miranda and Sarah. I'm glad that you got, Oh, I like, will. I they're will. Both, I've interviewed both and they seem like wonderful, wonderful women. So yeah, yeah. They're fun. We all have fun together because Miranda knows Sarah. So we all, you know, have fun yeah. together which is quite good. But um, I'll probably, when this finishes, I'll think, no, I was dancing here, there. I've probably forgotten loads oh, of yeah. places. It'll all come, all the stuff. And then what, maybe we do part two. Oh, yes. I'll email <laughs> you say, oh, I left this out. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was wonderful. Best to you. Bye.